Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, an independent voice for liberty, an oasis of sanity and civility, a breath of fresh air, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to our Wednesday broadcast. Glad you are back with us. And we began with some breaking news. Out of my former home state of Delaware. Because right now, we have a new development in the Biden document scandal. New York Post reporting, the FBI is searching President Biden's Delaware vacation home for classified documents. Biden's legal team said this month it had searched the Rehoboth Beach home and found no mishandled papers. However, similar assurances were given about the president's Wilmington home before more records were found there by the FBI on January 20th. In other words, they can't believe anything this man has to say. Special Counsel Robert Robert Hur is investigating whether Biden or anyone in his orbit illegally mishandled classified documents dating to his vice presidency and Senate years. Again, at this moment, a search of President Biden's Rehoboth Beach, Delaware vacation home is underway for possible classified documents. (laughs) This... You know, the more, and this ties in to where I want to begin in today's monologue about the need for leadership. If you're going to lead the American people, you need to have your own crap together. This is really not complicated at all. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The irony of this, especially with the condemnations coming out of Joe Biden toward Donald Trump, you know, it's it's pretty striking. And again, I think this goes to the heart of what I've said before. You know, aside from any other considerations, this man has no business in the White House. Zero. Did I see a story the other day, I think, about how apparently Jill Biden's going to be more active and more upfront this year in the president's affairs? And I would understand for good reason he needs all the help that he can possibly get. Miss Biden, you want to help us? Take this man home. Just take him home and keep him. You can have him for the rest of your life. In fact, that's the vow you made. (laughs) My goodness. So we'll continue to follow this story. If there's anything new that we learn, especially if there are documents that are discovered there that do not belong, we will let you know about that. Let's talk again about leadership, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. I want to recognize, and I think we all have to recognize our shortcomings. There are areas we do well. There are areas we don't necessarily handle well. But I want to talk about my aspirations, my intent, the goals that I'm working toward. And I think this is where most of us are. Most of us are busting our rear ends, doing the best we can to manage our own homes well. What does this mean? It means we're going to go the extra mile to work hard. To make sure that we can take care of ourselves, take care of our families, position ourselves for financial success, to provide for our wives, children, some cases extended family. We're doing everything possible to keep it together. 
And you know, we've had a lot of headwinds. We've all had to deal with the ridiculous price hikes with gasoline. We're all battling the effects of inflation, issues with the supply chain that have reverberated through this economy and caused us all to pay dearly. The latest, you know, manifestation of this in our conversation yesterday about eggs and what's happened with the prices of eggs recently. We've got a lot on our plates. A whole lot on our plates. I was just reflecting on this this morning and there was a particular commentary that I listened to that it really resonated with me and it helped me to formulate these thoughts that I'm sharing with you now. And let me sum it up this way. You are working your rear ends off. You're doing everything you can to keep it together. And you want constitutionally elected leaders to effectively lead and manage the country's business. That's what you want. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If you have chosen, and that's a key factor here, if you have chosen to be in political office, you've chosen to take on the responsibility to manage the country's business and manage it well. Now, this has all kinds of manifestations, as we will talk about a little bit later on with the issue of the country's debt and the debt ceiling debate that is going on. But there are other aspects of this we have to think about as we look to 2024, because we're going to have another opportunity to make some very important decisions. And I think one of the things we have to consider What qualifies a person to be in a position like that? I want to repeat that statement I made. I want constitutionally elected leaders to effectively lead and manage the country's business. Key word there is effectively. Effectively lead and manage the country's business. Continuing to run up debt is not effectively running leading and managing the country. It's not. I think there's so many of us, we're in a place where we want to see something different. We've seen, and it doesn't matter which political party you're a part of, because they've participated in this madness. Frankly, it looks like a game. And we see this over and over again. I don't know about you, I want to see something different. And honestly, I think I have a bias towards someone who's not done this before. That's where I am right now. I want to see something that you're going to show me, you're going to be different from that last person. For instance, in the race for president. I have still yet to see a president come into the White House with an axe ready to chop down all the possible vestiges of big government possible. Haven't seen it yet. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. But that will certainly be a big qualification that I'm looking for. We're going to talk about this and much more and what got this conversation started coming up. Stay with us. More on that breaking news we told you about at the top of this broadcast. The FBI searched President Joe Biden's beach house outside Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. 
this morning. A third source familiar with the matter said no warrant was involved and the search was consensual. It's unclear whether FBI agents are searching for something they know about or if it's a random search for more classified documents. Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, said in a statement, the Justice Department's conducting the search with Biden's full support and cooperation. The quote here under DOJ standard procedures in the interest of operational security and integrity. It sought to do this work without advance public notice, and we agreed to cooperate, according to Bauer. The search today is a further step in a thorough and timely DOJ process. We will continue to fully support and facilitate. We'll have further information at the conclusion of today's search. So, again, search in Delaware, vacation, beach home of Joe Biden. And again, I'm not here trying to stir up strife or jealousy or how many of you, after working in whatever field you're in, how many of you have beach homes like this? What has this guy ever done except working in government? I think history is going to reveal these folks, this family, is crooked. That's what we're going to find. Now, whether anything's done about this, that's another story. On the text line, by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, you are welcome to do so. The GS Plumbing Talk line at 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And on that text line, they're going to impeach Biden on this. And Mansion and Cinema will be on board and they will remove him. Boy, wouldn't that be a mess? <laughs> ah, that would be rich. Vince, I'm a Republican and did vote for Trump, but if Nikki Haley announces her candidacy for president, I will support her. So now the Nikki haters will text in. They need to get over the Confederate flag deal. Okay, we'll talk about Nikki a little bit later on. Vince, are the FBI going to search Jill's underwear drawer? What a joke, these people. They insult our intelligence. It's now apparent the DOJ and the Dems are maneuvering to oust Joe and install a Dem into the White House, who has a chance of winning in 2024. <laughs> Vince, love your show every day. Is there a reason why the National Archives, why they don't have a type of library checkout system to track what documents are being looked at? And if they aren't checked back in that day or a specified future date, they go after them. Seems so simple to me. Your thoughts? That's from Barbara. I don't know. How do you possibly have a catalog of just the multiplicity of documents that are generated? I mean, keep in mind, this is the government. These folks are good at generating papers. Uh, I, I just don't know how they keep control of it. I, Barbara, I, I don't think there's a good answer there which unfortunately comes down to the integrity of the people in office. <laughs> uh, translation, we're screwed. Just saying. Vince, you will never see it as candidates are always beholden to their donors. If every candidate had equal set campaign budgets, then it's possible. Okay. I hope to God you ain't suggesting we elect Nikki Haley for president because... That's just what we need, a woman for president after sleepy Joe Biden, not to mention Vice President Kamala Harris, who's probably at the beauty parlor getting her hair done for Tyree's funeral today with Al Sharpton giving the eulogy. God help us. Wow, that was a loaded text, wasn't it? Some real shots there <laughs> and a number of sacred cows. If the truth is ever fully exposed, we'll find the Biden family is the political equivalent to a mafia family. Graft, bribery, influence peddling. Yeah, I would, I'm not the least bit surprised that we would find such. When I was younger, I wanted something. My parents would say, do you think we have a money tree? Those don't exist. Well, now it does. 
for the benefit of a select group of people. As long as we have a monetary system in which essentially money can be spoken into existence and then spent on whatever the people run government, the regulatory state want. And then we pay the bill by inflation. Things will never improve. You know, this has to be the most brilliant text of the day. I know it's early in the show, but you have basically described what's going on. You know what's sad about this? The wisdom that was imparted into you as a child is lacking in Washington, D.C. right now. Your parents told you there's no such thing as a money tree. And that's the truth. But you have people now who are lying to you. And trying to convince you that we can just keep going and doing the stupidity that we're doing with our national debt. And there's nothing to worry about. All right, this text line is getting out of control. I may come back to it a little bit later on because I must get to some very important content that's probably going to inflame some of you. Here's what I started to say in my monologue. We need constitutionally elected leaders to effectively lead and manage the country's business, which means they need to be laser focused on the country and the country's business, not themselves. Their focus is on us, not themselves and their own grievances. So enter one John Fredericks, a talk show host. I'm not familiar with this guy. But he's characterized by the Daily Beast as a MAGA-boosting radio host who, according to their account, has turned on Donald Trump. I think what he had to say was quite wise. Here's the first thing. I want you to hear a couple of clips. The first one we'll play before the break. And he's basically calling out Donald Trump. And he's calling him out on this very issue about the fact that you and I have real concerns. And he's tired of listening to the president talk about all these distractions and grievances. Here is John Fredericks. So, look, we've all been saying stop giving money to the RNC. But I don't, you know, look, President Trump is going to do what he wants. Simple. He's going to do what he wants. And so, look, we've all been saying stop giving money to the RNC. But I don't, you know, look, President Trump is going to do what he wants. Simple. He's going to do what he wants. And uh, you can speculate on it. But I think he should have stayed out of the race totally. Not even send surrogates. Just let the chips fall where they may. Same with McCarthy. Let the chips fall where they may. But he wanted to get involved. He's got that right. And he does it. You know, we said a big thing out yesterday and about... Um, I don't know, fake news or he's suing somebody. And I'm telling you, folks, I, I'm just telling you, nobody cares. I mean, they just don't care. Price of eggs are going up another 27%. So now I'm going to go from $100 a month for eggs for my athlete son to 127 in the next month is what they're, what they're saying because of the egg shortage. I mean, prices are going up. People are hurting. And I just, you know, just putting out more getter, whatever it is, uh, true socials about, you know, suing uh, uh, Woodward and uh, CNN or something. I'm telling you, it's all grievances. No one cares. They just don't care. I just don't care. In place, we'll talk about it coming up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Stay with us. is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. 
And we very quickly want to jump in. My apologies, by the way, to both stations for going a little bit long in my last segment. In fact, we're going to have to uh, continue that business about leadership a little bit later on. We are going to continue a very important conversation we've been having about what's going on with Ukraine. And this is vitally important because we are moving in a particular direction where I'm not sure there's really serious consideration about where it's actually going. As you know, a decision was made recently to send tanks to Ukraine. Of course, now they're asking for F-16s. And it was our own Congressman Dan Bishop from right here in North Carolina who's questioning the wisdom of these decisions made by Joe Biden. And I want to, rather than sharing what Dan Bishop reminded us of, I'm going to let you hear what Joe Biden said himself. Here are his comments, the warning that he put out last March about escalation. Here is President Biden in March of 2022. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III, okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. That's a pretty sober warning, which is... What Congressman Dan Bishop has reminded the president of his words, and Congressman Bishop joins us now on the broadcast. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Vince. I'm delighted to be with you. I'm doing well. Thanks. And I'm so glad that you have reminded the president of his words as he uh, continues to um, uh, escalate. You know, the wisdom of this is something for discussion, which is why you are here. And I suspect that you are concerned uh, based on this tweet that you have put out. What are your thoughts here, sir? Vince, that's an an understatement. I have been concerned for the entire period of time that the United States government has now, the United States Congress has appropriated in excess of $100 billion dollars for the conflict in Ukraine. And as you point out, there have been a a, a continuous escalation. What other term is there for that in terms of the nature of of, uh, munitions and uh, materials, defense materials supplied to Ukraine? We, of course, are not only uh, bearing the overwhelming share of the responsibility uh, internationally for the uh, the costs of the prosecution of the war itself and the means and methods in terms of intelligence support and the like, but we also are basically propping up almost alone. I mean, the the Ukrainian government now, and and so the thing I've been most concerned about, well, much concerned about over the course of that time has been the cost to the American people and the question of prioritization of a lot of needs for the for the United States of the American people that we have not been taken care of but but as you but the other companion thing and that I think is increasingly becoming the definitive issue is what exactly are we driving toward and what risks are we taking to get there and Mitch McConnell in the Senate said that uh, it, for Republicans Ukraine is the top priority I, I questioned that when he said it but what are they looking to do if it's if it's regime change in Russia if it's getting Vladimir Putin, who's a bad guy, have we thought about what comes next in Russia? Can we remember what results we had in in Libya uh, by sort of a similar thing in a much smaller country? It, I, and, and then you talk about, as you say, so Abrams tanks. You heard the president saying how ridiculous it would be to uh, provide offensive weapons and the needed. Frankly, you know there's going to have to be American personnel support for weapon systems like that. So those are now fielded in Ukraine, and and although the president just said recently in the last day or so, no to F-16s, I mean, can you imagine that we would be providing F-16s into that theater of war? That's, that's incredible to me. I, I want to put you on the spot and ask you, how serious do you think the concern is that this thing might escalate to the point where we actually are engaged in war ourselves directly with Russians? 
you know, Vince, you cannot gainsay, you cannot eliminate from consideration that possibility. I, I don't know precisely how it will happen, but we have troops massed in NATO nations in the vicinity. Um, we have, I think, a sort of a recklessly un, uh, incautious policy by the Biden administration. Uh, you see these all, I mean, Kevin McCarthy, I'm going to credit to the speaker for saying there are no more blank checks, but that's all that the Biden administration and, and, and the Senate have been inclined to write. And it just goes on and on to the point that no one seems to be thinking about a balanced approach. It is things they say, keep saying things like we're going to be in it for as long as it takes, as much as is required. And that just—I I mean, I—I I, don't—I don't think you talk down your own side when you have a strategic objective. So I'm not suggesting that they, they they go out and speak pessimistically about our effort, but I just—I do think they really mean it, and I don't think they've thought about that ultimate question. The United States has to always keep in mind: is what are our strategic interests? What do they justify? And what is the limit? What is the exit strategy? What is the ultimate? Of- that is achievable. And I just don't hear that being talked about. So the risk, I mean, I, I don't want to see my son uh, end up going to war in Ukraine. I don't want to see a thermonuclear devastation of the earth. Everybody should be thinking about those things. And I, I don't know why caution seems to have been thrown to the wind when we're talking about a conflict involving a nuclear power. It's a lot to think about, for sure. We only have about a minute left here, uh, Congressman Dan Bishop. Uh, but I want to ask you, you know, we've got new leadership in the House with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, you know, we've talked about oversight and investigating so many other things. Do you have the sense that Kevin McCarthy, this is on the radar screen to address this issue and have a serious discussion about it? Um, I, I really can't speak specifically what the, the speaker is thinking on the subject, but I can tell you that. The pace at which these massive appropriations bills for Ukraine have been forthcoming, there's bound to be another one before too long. And the change that has happened in that is going to. And frankly, the process we went through at the beginning of this Congress about being clear about our priorities and sort of getting voices from around the conference involved in key decisions, there are going to, speakers correct. There are not going to be more blank checks from the House of Representatives for Ukraine. Well, that's certainly uh, good to hear. In the very least, there would be some conversation about this. Uh, I, I so appreciate your heart and your wisdom on this. Uh, Cong- Congressman Dan Bishop, certainly keep us posted along the way if there are any developments uh, that would certainly, uh, um, you know, we need to hear about on this subject. Uh, thanks for your service, sir. Thank you, Vince. Look forward to being in touch again. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, I really do hope we have some more comprehensive conversations about what's going on with Ukraine. You know, I my concern, you know, I you always hate to just throw things out there and compare them to other things that may be very different, but there may be some similarities. Yes, I dare say it, Vietnam. Did Vietnam happen as a result of, oh, let's let's go get involved in a quagmire? No, we gradually got more and more involved. Oh, we need to send some advisors there. Oh, well, we need to send this or that. Next thing you know, we're fully engaged in this thing. And it was a mess. It was a cluster. And I'm not sure that there's a serious discussion anywhere about the what ifs and what's our real objective here what is the real objective and the priority for America that's the key thing America this texter wanted me to ask Dan Bishop ask him how long until we have a battle here stateside God forbid this texture saying Congress can stop all of these transfers of equipment, period. Biden will do anything he has to cover what Hunter and he's done previously in Ukraine. Money, tanks, planes. 
You know, it's all at his disposal. And I think part of what you're suggesting here is the distraction factor. I'd love to get your thoughts about what we need to do there. Back on the subject of leadership, I saw a text here that I I really loved. You nailed it, Vince. It's the government, the government, local to federal, incompetent to perform simple tasks, nor even care. Easy paychecks for most that couldn't survive in the workforce outside their safe space. Government job. Yeah. I very quickly want to get to this because <laughs> in the monologue, I was talking about this issue of what I, where I think many of us are, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're doing and taking care of your business. You want these folks in Washington to take care of the nation's business, right? You heard from John Fredericks, who's really ticked off about Donald Trump getting distracted by garbage getting involved in the RNC race and this other issue where Donald Trump allowed (laughs) I, I still don't get this for the life of me why he thought it was a brilliant idea to allow this Watergate guy I mean a guy who you know it's one of those things you've heard the expression to a hammer everything is a nail Why in the world would you allow access to a person who is not trustworthy? And now you're going to come out and say, well, I'm going to sue this person. You really have to question the wisdom of somebody who's doing such a thing. Here's the other soundbite from John Fredericks talking about the whole Bob Woodward matter with Donald Trump. Listen, you sit down with Bob Woodward for weeks on end and you don't understand why they turn it against you. I mean, I mean, you've got all the publicity you could ever need. You think you're going to sit down with Bob Woodward for a hundred hours on it with a tape recorder on, and think that somehow at the end of the day, honestly, that that is going to work to your advantage if you're Donald Trump, like somehow. He was going to convince Woodward what a great president he is. These people sat down with him for one reason, to get things on tape they could hurt him with, because that's their objective, not to make him look good. And so what do you expect when you sit down with stray dogs, you're going to get fleas. When you go and take a nap in the snake pit, you are going to get fleas bit yeah (laughs) do you disagree with any of this i really think john fredericks is onto something here and he's really and and you need to understand this is a so-called MAGA radio host he's calling out donald trump first he's saying shut the hell up about all these stupid grievances we don't care We need you to focus on the things that are concerning us. Right now, it's the price of eggs. It's inflation. Focus on our issues. We don't want to hear about the RNC. We don't want to hear about Bob Woodward. None of these things matter. Talk about what's really important. I just thought it would be important to help to focus the attention for all of us. What do we need to be looking for? What do you need to find in a leader? Think about it now. By the way, NBC News reporting the president, former president Donald Trump, having to revamp his fundraising operation because he's struggling to raise money for 2024. Less than the money he raised six weeks before his launch. Not going too well. We'll talk about this and much more. Hour number two. Straight ahead. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And welcome back to our number two. Hmm. Interesting items here on the text line. Let's start here. Vince, I love Trump. Was even accused of being a Trump cultist. I have the battle scars. I feel like he showed some... Showed more selflessness than selfishness during his tenure, believe it or not. And this continues to scroll. Where did the rest of this message go? There we go. But now, I think it's starting to be more about him than the good of the country. I don't say that lightly. Or with vitriol in my heart. I'm just calling it like I see it. Like you do. Watch me get fried at the steak now. That's from Jeff. <laughs> so they're searching another Biden residence. Don't think for a minute. This has anything to do with finding top secret documents. This has everything to do with searching for any incriminating evidence that can hurt high profile people in the FBI. They also want him out of office because his chances of re-election are slim to none. Hmm. This person is saying, do you have to raise your arm at an angle to recite the Republican loyalty oath? (laughs) No loyalty oaths here, ladies and gentlemen. We don't play the game. We don't play that game on this program. We are loyal to the Constitution of the United States, not to some party or personality. It's not how things work here. Some of you already mentioned this about Nikki Haley. In fact, I want to get to the text that I came across. Boy, the vitriol toward Nikki Haley. Oh, my goodness. This person says the problem with Nikki Haley, she's a quitter. She quit the government's governor's office, quit the ambassador's office. She quit the people of South Carolina. All righty. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. <laughs> Just not sure Nuki, Nikki Haley would stick it out as president. She seems to not finish what she starts. Another person, I have no problem with Nikki, but she has no chance of becoming president. So Nikki was a scumbag governor. You think she's not going to be a scumbag president. This is from a real conservative. No, Nikki Haley sucks. Problem with Haley? She's an establishment rhino. Wow, you guys are brutal. (laughs) Do you think we can uh, form within, you know, kind of a subgroup within this audience, a Nikki Haley fan club? (laughs) Obviously, I'm being facetious here. Yes, it is official, ladies and gentlemen. Nikki Haley moving closer to making her presidential campaign official. Today, today is the day supporters, the former South Carolina governor, will get an email invitation to a February 15th launch event in Charleston. That's where she plans to announce her campaign, according to a person familiar with the plans, but not authorized to speak publicly about them. Haley as you know, served as South Carolina's governor for six years before serving as President Donald Trump's ambassador to the United Nations. When she enters the race, Haley will be the first contender to join the contest against her former boss, who is currently the sole Republican seeking his party's 2024 nomination. As you know, Donald Trump was in South Carolina on Saturday for the initial campaign swing of his 2024 campaign. 
standing alongside Governor Henry McTaxter, who served as Haley's lieutenant governor, and several GOP members of the state delegation, part of its leadership team in the early voting state. During the Trump administration, Haley feuded at times with other White House officials while bolstering her own public persona. Her 2018 departure fueled speculation she would challenge Trump in 2020 or replace Vice President Mike Pence on the ticket. But as we later learned, Haley did neither. So what do you think, folks? What do you think about Nikki Haley for president? Um, I'll just tell you initially, I think she's... Um, <laughs> A non-event. I I just don't see anything there that's compelling whatsoever. Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> this texter saying Nikki Haley stinks like swamp water. Nikki Haley's already showing her weakness. She had to call Donald Trump to get his permission, which means she's already sucking up to him. Really, Nikki Haley? Hasn't everyone had enough of these detestable rhinos? That goes for warmongering Mike Pompous Pompeo, too. Wow. Vince, we are wise to Tricky Nikki. Someone with more intelligence would be a better candidate. Another person in the upstate. No, Nikki! You know the interesting thing? It's going to be intriguing to see how she does in South Carolina, if she's in that far. I mean, I'm just saying, can she even win her own state? This texture pointing out Nikki Haley has never lost a race until now. Hmm. So what are your thoughts about Nikki Haley jumping in to the race for president? You're welcome to weigh in as well on the subject of Ukraine, about what American policy should be. What do you think about that warning from Joe Biden that he offered last year that the escalation, getting more involved with supplying weapons? In fact, I think that's worth listening to again. I wonder what the current Joe Biden would think of the March 22 Joe Biden Chris, can you play that again of Joe Biden and what he had to say last year? Uh, I think it's worth listening to again. Here it is. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III. Okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. Let's get it straight here, guys. What do you think about this? Are you concerned about the possibility of escalation that this turns into a red-hot war between the United States and Russia? Harkening back to the Cold War days. On the text line, I assume this is a reference to Donald Trump. He's too old now, and with Pompeo possibly running, He'd definitely be my vote. Americans need safety, security, and a good economy. Vince, appreciate you. I, too, voted for Trump twice. He knew how to run this country economically and safely, close the borders, build up the military. However, oh, you're the person saying he's too old now. And looks like he's kind of favoring Pompeo. Vince, what about a DeSantis-Haley ticket? God forbid. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get more of your thoughts as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, let's see here. Vince, I'm going to make a prediction for you. If Ron DeSantis does not enter the race, it will likely be Donald Trump's to lose. Also, I think 
that we can come to the conclusion Nikki <laughs> Nikki Haley's presidential campaign is DOA. <laughs> Joe and Kamala is just unbearable. So any Republican works for me. I know some don't like Nikki. Maybe she is a swamp creature like so many. But I feel anyone's better than socialist dementia Joe. The train wreck of Joe and Kamala. Just unbearable. Vince, I'll take any of the names you've mentioned over the absurd and corrupt non-leadership we have in place today. Would I prefer a real conservative, hard-hitting, get this country back to a healthy situation? Yes. But I just want a Republican leader to win. Stephen Indian Trail. Vince, Brett Winterbull mentioned Senator John Kennedy would make for a great vice president. I totally agree. Whomever the Republicans endorse for POTUS, Kennedy should be the running mate you know this guy has the best lines i mean he's really you got to give the man credit for being really quick on his feet uh he is so entertaining i i, I love this guy where is he from is it louisiana he's from <laughs> um just has a lot of wisdom and he just a great sense of humor too just uh love to listen to him Vince, what exactly is your objection to Nikki Haley? Name several issues that her stance differs from yours. I think mostly men object to her, not on her stance on important issues, but because she's a woman with a darker complexion, they prefer a white guy. Are you serious? You really think so? You're telling me. Okay, I'm just being, okay, some might accuse of being sexist here. You're telling me you're not going to find some sort of hot, conservative woman and men are not going to have tails wagging over her if such a woman exists <laughs> i'm just saying ladies and gentlemen just kind of curious folks a <laughs> couple of very important things going on i want to come closer to home at uh, this story just blew my mind Reported here by WYFF. Greenville students removed from National Air and Space Museum for wearing pro-life hats. Did you hear about this one? And parents could actually take legal action here. They're saying their students were kicked out of a Washington, D.C. museum for wearing pro-life beanies. An attorney from the American Center of Law and Justice says 12 Our Lady of the Rosary school students and chaperones were kicked out of the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum for wearing pro-life hats. You know, this wasn't a coincidence, not like they were demonstrating there. They had just attended the March for Life rally, January 20th, when they say a security guard stopped them, calling the museum a neutral zone and telling them they would need to remove their hats or leave. One parent said they should be allowed to wear the hats that they were wearing and to be able to express themselves. I felt it was very wrong. This person harassed them. This particular woman has two young children attending Our Lady of the Rosary in Greenville County. Though they didn't intend attend this rally, she's one of several people writing to the museum petitioning for change. Children deserve to be treated with respect, and these children are standing up for human life, for the most innocent human life. I just don't understand at all in my being how anybody could look at something that says pro-life and say that's something offensive to them in any way, shape, or form. Really? <laughs> in the culture we're in now? The station reached out to the school and museum for comment. The school referred them to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Charleston, saying in an email, thousands of Catholic students attend the March of Life every year. We support their right to stand for life. A spokesperson from the National Air and Space Museum responded in an email, asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. We provided immediate training to prevent a reoccurrence of this kind of incident 
and have determined steps to ensure this does not happen again. Now, the station also reached out to a few of the parents of the children removed from the museum. They forward them, forwarded the information on to the attorney with the ACLJ. So this lawsuit could end up having some merit and getting some traction because I think even the museum leadership has recognized this was a mistake. They should not have taken the action they did toward these students. So we'll keep you posted on what happens, what the outcome will be. <laughs> this texture says, ironically, they search for life in outer space as they disregard life here on the ground. It's crazy, isn't it? Another important story going on today relates to the conversation about the national debt. As you know, we have reached our debt ceiling. And we've learned from the Treasury Department they're going to continue extraordinary measures to make sure the government is funded until this issue can be resolved. I think they have enough for, what, several months? So what's going to happen now? Today, we have a meeting between the President, Joe Biden, and Kevin McCarthy. I'm trying to see who did this particular story. Basically about how Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy were once breakfast mates. They used to talk things over at a breakfast at Biden's vice presidential home, the Naval Observatory. Isn't that just special? Biden intent in those days on keeping up relations with the opposition party, as he writes in his memoir. And the new House Majority Leader often arrive with fellow GOP lawmakers in tow. But now, with the potential national debt crisis, this is a very different scene as these two come together again. McCarthy recalling to the Associated Press ahead of the meeting, when I met with him as the Vice President, he was always eager to sit down and talk. He was always a person who would like to try to find solutions and work together. <laughs> and this story saying Biden has signaled no such open-ended hospitality this time around as newly emboldened House Republicans court a risky debt ceiling showdown. Don't you love the way they write these stories? This is risky. So playing with... <laughs> playing with the integrity of our nation's money by overspending that's not risky i don't get me started on media coverage drives me absolutely bonkers stay with us whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. And you're welcome to comment on anything we have discussed thus far. We've covered a lot of ground on today's program talked about ukraine about the debt ceiling about issues of leadership um just a number of things you know one of the things that i i want to forever be conscious of is what it is you're going through i i always want to err on the side of what's going on in your life, your experience. That's going to carry more weight for me than the drivel coming out of people 
who are famous or whatever it is. Just putting that out there. A couple of quick things I want to get to. One of them, as I also give a heads up to Chris, our producer here, that I've uh, thrown in a little extra audio to to uh, share here at the end because I have a feeling there's going to be celebration with this piece of audio. I think a lot of people have heard about it. But I first want to mention what's happening with the city of Charlotte. According to WSOC, the city council discussing a potential sales and property tax increase. Isn't that wonderful? They've got their annual budget retreat going on. They're early in the process. But, yes, property tax increase is a possibility. Decisions on these matters still several months off. But we've got issues with inflation, the possibility of recession, concern about, you know, and this doesn't just affect your pocketbook. It also impacts the city as well. Councilman Malcolm Graham saying on Monday the city's growing in leaps and bounds. Somehow we've got to pay for that growth. The city's finance team told Charlotte City Council their current revenue projections only cover existing services. This does not factor in wage increases or new projects needed due to growth. The property tax is Charlotte's main revenue source. It does not grow with inflation. And it hasn't been raised in the past four budgets. It sounds to me like... It's very likely they're moving in that direction. Councilman Ed Driggs worries this could be the year the city tries to do it. Driggs says, I'm going to be pretty aggressive about making them justify any increase. We need to be very accountable and very transparent. City staffers say growth will require them to spend more money on things like New Charlotte fire stations. Too soon to say how city leaders will pay for their priorities. So there you go. Isn't that just wonderful? And we have this story that is getting a lot of attention today. You know, it's kind of sad because wasn't the fact that Tom Brady was playing again thought to be one of the reasons for his divorce? And now... We have an announcement this morning. He's gone to social media to announce that this is it. He is done. Here is what was posted on social media. Compliments here. Hat tip to the fine folks at Breitbart. Listen up. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. So there you go. It's Tom Brady saying he is done. This is the final retirement. No more, no more football. What do you think about this? Are you excited, encouraged? Are you saying good riddance? Is this a sad day? I welcome all perspectives on this. Let's go out to our phone calls here, beginning with John out of the sprawling metropolis of Mooresville. Good morning and welcome. Thanks for taking my call, Vince. Uh, yeah, I think voter integrity ought to be the number one concern of all Americans. Uh, you know, we've got 50 separate elections and we've got a handful of states that are deciding who's president. So uh, that's really my concern. Uh, North Carolina, I'd say, is probably going to turn into a uh, blue state here before too long. I think they kind of held it back this last time in case one of those other states uh, didn't come through. So I look for North Carolina to go uh, 
go blue along with probably a couple more states. You think so? Why why so? Well, I don't I don't feel very comfortable with our governor or his attorney general. Uh, either one of those gentlemen would rate very high on my uh, integrity list. And I think with the, uh, you know, your attorney general is, is very important in each state, really as and almost as important as the governor is. And I, I'm very concerned about how that election broke very to, uh, towards the end away from, uh, I think, the duly elected attorney general and this gentleman we have now. And I think that's the my concern in a lot of other states too. Um, I'm I'm concerned that we need to unplug from this voter system that we have, and these absentee ballots are completely out of control. But not in every state, but enough states that um, voter integrity is is very been very seriously compromised. Okay. Uh, I don't think you're, you're concerned that you're alone in your concerns, by the way, John. I very much appreciate your call. A lot of people concerned about the integrity of our elections. Uh, David in Charlotte, good morning. Uh, you have less than a minute here, David. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Minnesota governor that just signed into law this abortion law? I did read about that. Tell us about it. After birth. Uh, tell us what, what it allows. Well, it allows a newborn to be put to death. So does that mean you could kill somebody in the state and say it was a late-term abortion? It, it's pretty broad. Um, I could understand the concerns here. And again, it's another example of how elections have consequences here. I mean, you have states that are restricting abortions. In this case, you have one that um, people have... Um, absolute contempt for life appreciate your call there david um this is what we have with these 50 experiments in democracy on the state level so there you go stay with us Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Over on the text line, I mentioned the possible tax increase. Alan of Gastonia says, Vince, yet another reason not to come to Charlotte. <laughs> and this is one of the arguments that people are also making. It's kind of counterintuitive that with these tax increase conversations, uh, another encouragement, perhaps, for more people to leave the city limits and head elsewhere. Out to places where you live, Alan, like Gastonia, into Union County, Cabarrus County, and south of the border into York County, or even Lancaster, or beyond. Also on the text line, what about the Charlotte City Council telling a local Chick-fil-A they have to demolish and convert to drive-through only? Seems like government overreach. I saw this story. We may talk more about this tomorrow. In fact, Business Insider has done a story on this. The National Business Insider talking about the drive-through only model for Chick-fil-A which is apparently in place at a number of locations. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I went to Saturday. I went to the drive-thru on South Boulevard. Uh, got through, it took about 15 minutes or so to get through that. Uh, there are real traffic issues in some of these locations, for sure. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. We go right to our friend Chris. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Hope you are. Not bad so far. Um, we're going to do kind of a hybrid mix here. Some of these in form of questions. Others, um, I know I would not get in a million years, nor would you. But we begin in 1781, the precursor to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. In 1781, we had this document ratified by the states that have come together 1781 it took them four years to come up with this what was this document 
Articles of the Confederacy? You are correct. Articles of Confederation ratified. <laughs> 1781. 1872, President Grant established this national park. Um, I can give you a hint by telling you that Yogi Bear... Jellystone? <laughs> Yogi Bear was in Jellystone National Park. So which one was the real one? What's I, the I'll, name say, of the... I'll say Yellowstone. Yellowstone. that's the one I can name. Do you like my hint? Was that a good one? Oh, yeah, but I, I can only name one national park anyway. So it was, okay. that, or, it was that or I was just going to get it wrong. Okay. 1894, we have this dictionary published. And you might say, I think the Brits may have played a role in this one. Uh, what, what was this? No, this was the Oxford English Dictionary, published 1894 was the year. 1920, Canada established these police. They ride on horses. Do you know what their special name is? The Mounties. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to give that one to you. Oh, well, Royal Canadian Police Force. That, you... You got it. You hit it on the head. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah. You got that one right. 1920. Dudley Do-Right. Is what, you know, that was going to be the other hint that I was going to provide. Dudley Do-Right. 1920. Way back there. Uh, 1932, really tragic event occurred. This famous, uh, this famous uh, man, very wealthy man's baby was kidnapped. Lindbergh. 20 months old. Yes, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, baby. baby. 1932 was the year for that. Boy, did that really uh, cause horror by so many people. 1951, we had the tests of three of these in the desert of Nevada. Nuclear what, bombs. You're right. Atomic bombs in the desert of Nevada. 1951, the year. 1961. This president established the Peace Corps. Uh, give me Which the year. Again. 1961. 61. You know this guy. JF, JFK. JFK is correct. 1971, this radical group. I can't remember this guy's name now. Rush used to talk about him all the time. Was it Ayers? Was it connected to this group? The Weather Underground took credit for bombing the U.S. Capitol. Wonderful people that they are. Just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. In 1982, this famous guy known for cooking opened the Spago restaurant in Los Angeles. Uh, Don um, Spago. Was it Don Spago? No, actually, who is the famous chef? Um, uh, Wolfgang Puck. Wolfgang Puck. You got it. 1982 was the year. Uh, gosh, we're getting old. 1982 is when that happened. To age is to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least that's what we're told. That is uh, all the time we have for the broadcast today. We so thank you for joining us. Uh, have yourselves a great day, and uh, God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.